0: You are listening to another episode on the Man of Class podcast. I'm your host, Eric Yusko, founder of Man of Class, this podcast, and is your exceptional life strategist for those men who know there's a lot more to life than just that daily grind. Today is going to be epic. And I say epic because we're closing out the year in 2020 and a lot of eyes are set on 2021. Rightfully so, since there's been so much that's gone on in 2020. But there's one mistake I want you to avoid. So that you don't make the same mistake in 2021. So stay tuned. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs welcome and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back. Now, I first have to just sort of give a little bit of an update. So the past month, I'll say three weeks, I've been a little silent across the whole board, whether that be social media, whether that be the podcast, uh, just overall. And the reason for that is I've underwent a major life change. Uh, It was Amber and I, we were I can't even remember really how this all happened, but we started um, thinking about, you know, it, just where we're at and where we wanted to go and we wanted to reevaluate. And the house that we were living in just wasn't suiting our actions anymore. Uh, if, if you know Amber and I, we, you know, we love to experiment. We love to keep learning. We love trying trying new things. And the things that happened, it, it, the house just wasn't able to hold us anymore our passions, our projects, the businesses, like there's just been so much stuff that's been happening that the house just wasn't able to service anymore. And so we, we jumped into the real estate market. We ended up finding a house, selling our house, but that whole process was just a, a massive undertaking, especially in a time of COVID because you didn't want to, everyone's trying to be careful. So you want to minimize, you know what you do, you want to stay clean, all those different precautions that people have. And so we ended up doing a lot of the stuff ourselves, but that came at a toll of just really kind of maxing out the time. And so that's if, if you're wondering like, you know where did Eric go? Like that's kind of the backstory is the the past month has just been feverishly getting the house ready to sell, finding the house, selling the house, moving unpacking, doing the house, the necessary house projects in the new house. And so it's just been, it's been a lot, but I want, there's also a lot with that, that uh, that I'll be sharing in today's episode is just a lot of the different lessons, a lot of the different awarenesses that came about. And it's, and it's just funny because I never would have been able to look at it through those lenses unless I went through the whole moving process. You know, the same type of thing. I I had a couple episodes before where we were talking about, you know, finding that house. That house actually fell through. That wasn't the house we ended up getting. It was a different house. But that same mindset of I could be, you know, I could either get the house or not get the house. And my happiness is mutually exclusive. I don't have to tie the outcome to how we're feeling. And so the stress and anxiety and all that, you know, the emotions when people say, oh, moving's a bear and, you know, buying a house is such a pain and, and all this other stuff. It really doesn't have to be. It can be if that's the way that you want to look at it. But Amber and I have taken the approach of this gives us the chance to really go through all of our crap and figure out the stuff that we really want to keep. The stuff that maybe someone else can benefit from, stuff that maybe we had that worked well in like a starter home, or maybe, you know, worked well when we were kind of tight on space, but maybe could better serve somebody who is moving out of their apartment into their first house. And so we started really looking at all of our stuff going, is this stuff that's still serving us? Is this stuff that we still want to keep? Or is this stuff that maybe we want to let other people own and take and, and take care of so that we don't. You know, we don't have to worry about that anymore. It declutters. And when you declutter your life, all of a sudden you start finding the things that are really important to you. You know, I had covered that in a previous episode, too, of, you know, it's equally important to know what you are not as to know what you are. And the same thing goes for all the stuff that you have in your house. It's equally important to know about the things that you really care about that are really valuable to you. As it is to know the things that are not because the things that are not very important to you, why keep them? Because you keep them and all they're doing is just pulling away from your attention, pulling away from, you know, cluttering up things, making things look messy and, and it's, and it's not serving you and it detracts. It actually pulls you away from the things that make you happy. And so when that happens, what really is going on is now you, You have less time for the things that you love and more time for things that, you know, if you stumble over that same dresser, let's say, get rid of it. If you don't like the dresser, get rid of it, right? There are other people that would, that would love that dresser. Find them, give that to them. And it starts allowing you to start framing the rest of your life into the things that you want, the house that you really want, the furniture that you really want, the, Dishes, You know, all that stuff that that Amber and I have been going through, you know, it's really it's really allowed us to say, you know, what what are the important things in our life and what are the things that, you know, as we've we've had different conversations, people moving from apartments because there's a big mix up in real estate right now where people that are in apartments because of low interest rates. Are moving into, you know, their first time houses, first time houses moving, uh, people downsizing. There's just a lot of mix up right now in the real estate market. And so there's a lot of people in need and there's a lot of people that can benefit from maybe the stuff that you have. You know, if you want to look at it financially too, you could, you could start selling your stuff and make some money on the side too. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about that, you know, selling, you know, repurposing or, or, you know, kind of flipping things, which is a whole different conversation. Needless, needless to say, I digress. But what that kind of taught me is the best time to go through all your stuff is today. You know, so when Amber and I were going through our move, like the best time to go through all that stuff was during the move. Like we're going to run a dumpster and we're going to get rid of a lot of stuff because a lot of things that we accumulate over time is just inherent by nature, right? We, when you get something, you push off that decision For another time. Well, when you do that, you store it, right? I'm just put in the basement, right? Put in the basement. We'll deal with it later. You'll never deal with it, right? That's when moving comes in. That's why moving is so appealing because then you can look at stuff and go, I don't really want to move this. So pitch it, or you're just going to move everything and then deal with it at the new house where you say, okay, it's not going to, it's forever home. We're going to piece by piece, go through everything, every single tote, every single decoration, everything. And what you put off, you know, what you resist persists. And so a lot of things that we were resisting persists. And I tie that into today's episode because in today's episode, that's the thing that I want to make sure that we talk about. Same thing applies. What you risk, what you resist persists applies to your goals. To your resolutions, you know, let's call a spade a spade. You know, whether whether you want to publicly announce or, or not, you have resolutions. Everyone does. I did a lot of research in, in resolutions and know that resolutions or goal setting goes all the way back to like Babylonian times. Now, it was a little different in how they set goals. But that tradition of starting the year, you know, fresh, starting with new goals for the year is is in every single one of us. We use just like moving a time of transition as an opportunity to reorient our goals, reassess what's working, what's not working, and maybe come up with the things that we've been carrying that baggage we've been carrying with us for the entire year. You know, that's why that's what, you know, it's no it's no surprise you can you can start goals anytime. But the appeal to everybody is just like moving in a house. When one year ends, so the same thing that happened in 2019, the same thing happens every single year, frankly. But it's, you know, when one year ends, when it's the end of 2019 and went into 2020, everybody went into 2020 with the big lofty goals and dreams. And they said, oh, this is going to be the year that I lose the, you know, the the 20 pounds or this is going to be the year that I finally get out of this toxic relationship and I'm going to I'm going to be done and try to find my happiness. Maybe it's time to, you know, stop being single, go bar hopping all the time and maybe find, you know, settle down and find that one person that really lights you up. You know, maybe it's it's starting that business, maybe it's moving to a new city, maybe it's graduation and you really want to start a fresh life. Years, you know, transitioning from one year to the next year allows people that opportunity to really shed their skin like a snake you know or or a butterfly if you want a different reference but it's it's the evolution and everyone always clings to that because it's the ending of one cycle and it's the beginning of the next cycle the problem or not the problem but the opportunity that can exist there is when when we do that i'll give you a perfect example going into 2020, you know, going from 2020 into 2021, that happens on a Friday. I was talking to a close buddy that we keep in touch every single week to hold each other accountable. So I, I, I don't, I actually practice what I preach. I don't just say, you know, you need accountability. I actually incorporate that into my everyday life. But we were talking and he said, you know, what's funny? New Year's happens on a Friday this year. And 90% of people are going to say ah, you know, maybe I'm going to start on Monday. Maybe I'm going to start my New Year's resolutions on Monday and not on Friday. And that right there is the trip. That is the mistake. Because again, just like moving, I go back to that moving reference. If you if you you get stuff throughout your life and you go, ah, "I'll just deal with it later." You never do. You never do until the pain becomes so great that it forces you to face into it. And so just like in in this instance, New Year's happens on a Friday. But then if you're not going to start on a Monday because in, in another programming, right, everything starts on a Monday, then you're already betraying yourself. And it's just like hitting the snooze button. You know, you want to get up at 5 a.m., let's say, and you go to hit the snooze button. You're lying to yourself. You have the intention. I'm going to wake up at 5, and I'm going to do X. And that X could be working out. It could be reading. It could be yoga. It could be, you know, stretching. It could be just, you know, work. It could be whatever it is that you want to do and, and get up and create that time for yourself. But if you hit the snooze button and you delay the decision. Indecision is a decision, but it's a very dangerous decision. It has a potential to become very dangerous. And what I mean by that is if you make the decision to not decide and you just keep pushing that can down the road, it's going to build momentum. Which is why the first time you hit the snooze button, you think that it's just it's it's a minor decision. Ah, I'll do it tomorrow. Right, you rationalize to yourself. But as soon as you do that, now all of a sudden, just like points on a scoreboard, delayed gratification gets a point, actual action and accountability gets a zero. Now all of a sudden, right, you know, think back into all the sports teams. When all of a sudden a team gets up, a lot of times what ends up happening is it starts to defeat the other team. You see this all the time where there's such a head, you know, Two things happen. There's there's such a there's such a gap in the points in the scoreboard that either the team stops caring, right? The, the winning team just puts in their B and C players and and then all of a sudden creates an opportunity for a, a massive turnaround, which is a big upset, or it just defeats the losing team. Now, there is a thing to be said about momentum. So when you hit that snooze button for the first time, Now, all of a sudden, on your scoreboard, delayed gratification, not delayed gratification, delayed decision, right, indecision, the decision to not make a decision, gets a point. And action and accountability and moving closer towards your dream, your goal, or resolution, or whatever that it is that you're trying to go after, gets a big fat zero. Now, the next day comes, what do you think that you're going to go do? Your brain you know, good and bad has its points. We'll start to rationalize yet again. Well, you did it yesterday. Uh, Is it really that big of a deal? Uh, You're going to do it again tomorrow. Let's just start tomorrow. You know what? Uh, Today, there's a lot of stuff going on my plate today. Uh, If I get up really early, then I'm going to be tired. And I want to be tired because then if I get tired, then I'm going to get sick. You know what? Let's just push it another day. Rationalization. Point number two hits the board. Now, all of a sudden, you've got, delayed, right, kicking that can down the road, two points, and action and accountability, zero points. Now, all of a sudden, you have a two to zero. Next day, same type of thing happens. Oh, you know, that was such a stressful day. I just really need to to take care of myself and, and sleep in. Point number three, the same story keeps repeating over and over and over again until 365 days comes around, and you haven't woken up very early, To, to, you know, start moving that needle towards your goals and dreams. And so you start thinking, okay, I'm going to do a a fresh restart, right? I'm going to hit the, the zero clock on the scoreboard. So it's going to be zero, zero again. And we're going to start this, we're going to start this year outright. But the biggest mistake that you can make for yourself is on, when it gets to Friday, when it gets to actual new years is to say, ah, it's the weekend, man. I'm just going to party. I'm going to do my thing. And I'm going to start on Monday because that right there is going to say Saturday and Sunday, you already have two points on the scoreboard before you ever get to Monday that are already going to be against you. Your brain, your subconscious programming, your rationalization is going to kick in and it's going to be point number three on the board, point number four on the board. Maybe you get, you know, a four, one, five, two, you're going to get some points, but it's not going to be consistent. And the consistency is going to be the thing that's going to get you to that goal. Think about anybody that's achieved anything in their life. Most of the time it came from consistency. It came from repeatedly doing the thing that got the result. Repeatedly going out on dates to find Mrs. Wright. Repeatedly going into the gym doing the reps. Repeatedly eating the right things so that they maintain physique. So they maintained whatever, you know, 10% body fat that they were trying to go after. Maybe it's, you know, repeating the, the, the work to get the promotion, right? That leadership position that you're striving for. It's the consistency across the whole board, because in that consistency, you form a new identity. And once you form that new identity, now there's no going back. Right. But take that new identity mindset and take that back to that waking up at 5 a.m., let's say. Your identity is telling you, ah, I know I really want that, but I also, this bed feels really good. Right. Which identity are you going to allow it to win? The potential formation of the new identity. It says that you're an early riser that allows you to get more stuff done in the day, allows you to have more time for hobbies, allows you to maybe read or exercise or spend more time with your children before heading to work, whatever that case may be. Are you going to start to, are you going to culture the new identity that it is that you're running, wanting to go after? or are you going to allow points on the scoreboard to seep in? Right, another sports metaphor is the other team letting right their their defense is weak, and so the they're letting the other team score. Sometimes we need to work on our defense, and I think that's going to be the absolute case for Friday when we get into the New Year's resolutions. Your your D's got to be up. Your your defense has got to be on its a game because. The other team, right? The snoozing, the old identity, the thing that you've always done that you want to get away from has momentum, right? They're coming out of halftime. They they've they already, you know, they're, they're winning, they're pulling ahead. Are you going to let that momentum win? Are you going to start to reclaim your defense and start to say, hey, maybe it's time for me to shake things up. Maybe it's time. Maybe now is the time that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of maybe, you know, Suffering the extra weight that I have. Maybe I'm sick and tired of not making enough money that allows me to travel the way I want to travel. Or maybe it's, you know, I, I can't go out and do the things that I want to go do. Right? Money, athletics, relationships, career, hobbies, happiness, joy, fulfillment, spiritual, religion, all these things are things that are in sort of your wheel of life. And how you rank in each one of those is going to determine your overall happiness. Because just like a wheel that has a flat tire, if your money, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, your happiness around money is a big old zero or a low 1 or 2 because you're so frustrated because you just want more money, it's going to require something different of you, right? That's that's a check engine light. That says, hey, it's time to go do something here. It's time to start setting a resolution, a goal, right? And if you don't like the word resolution, peace on that. That's fine. Choose whatever word that, that makes you happy. Resolution is, is to resolve, to solve in order to move forward into a new thing, a goal, a um, Habit, however you want to, to frame it or decide on it, that the piece on that. But I choose resolution because in order to resolve, that means that you're really creating that new identity and you're resolving the problem that you have today. You're saying, I'm no longer tolerating the thing that is keeping me where I'm at because what got you here won't get you there. So the same habits, right? That same old identity that is, waking up later, eating the extra bags of chips or spending money or whatever it is that is is keeping you in the situation that you're not overly happy with is going to continue to just keep coming, is going to continue to keep being there. So it takes a resolution, it takes a resolve in order to get against that, to say I'm no longer going to tolerate that so that you can move forward. Now, a lot of people are going, okay, sure, but what, you know, where where do I even begin? And resolutions can be as simple or as tricky as you want to make them. A lot of people, when they say, well, I'm just going to lose 10 pounds. Okay. But when you just say that and it doesn't have very much more meat behind it, because you haven't quite figured out the how you quite I mean. And, and the how isn't... As necessary, but a little bit more details needs to be filled in there. Right? You want to lose 10 pounds by what date? Right? Because if you say 10 pounds, 10 pounds is nebulous, right? Okay, it could be 10 pounds tomorrow, could be 10 pounds by the end of the year. It could be, you know, it goes back to another episode where we're talking about Pareto's law. The time that it takes to do something will fill the time allowed. So if you say I want to drop 10 pounds in the first quarter because you want to get into swimsuit season, now all of a sudden you're starting cooking with something. Because now you're going to say, okay, I want to lose 10 pounds because, you know, why is why is 10 pounds important to you? Well, 10 pounds is important to me because I want to be able to go to the beach this year pen, pending covid And I want to go to the beach this year because I think that's where I'm going to meet Mrs. Wright. Or maybe I just, 2020 was such a hell of a year that I really want to plan a vacation. I want to go somewhere warm. I want to go to the beach and I want to go do that because that's going to be sort of a stress reliever for me. Okay, great. Now that allows you to say, I want this goal by when? Because if you don't put a time value on it, if you don't put a timestamp on it, it's just going to be... I want to make a million dollars. Okay, great, <laughs> right? I want to be an astronaut. I want to be, you know, these are lofty things and they could be very noble, right? I want to i want to cure uh, world hunger. That could be very noble causes. But if you don't associate a timestamp with it, now all of a sudden your brain is just like, sure, right? It's just like, you know, when a kid says, hey, you know, mommy, daddy, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Sure, you tune out, right? But if they say, you know, mommy, and daddy, I want this for my birthday okay, now they're starting to talk serious, right? They want it and they want it by this time. Then you can have the conversations. Why is that important, right? And you can start building momentum. You can start ironing out what what does all that stuff mean to you? So that when you start figuring out what that means to you, now all of a sudden you can start using that as your motivation. So at the time that you wake up and or even just throughout your day, right? The old identity versus the new identity and it's game winning point you're going to be able to make the choice to say, this is why I want to choose a new identity. Because I want to go to the beach, right? Is this donut worth me going to the beach for? No, because I really want to go to the flipping beach, right? So, resolutions can be easy or hard, but it also depends on how serious that you take them, right? They can be super easy. Oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay, great, but that... You, chances are you're going to be just like the 93, 97% of people out there that will go through their whole year and not actually achieve, right? It's, it's, and I said 93 to 97 because it was 93, and over time it's actually gotten worse. People are losing their ability in order to actually achieve the thing that they want most. And so, that's, you know, I, I, a couple of years ago, I had taught a whole resolution to reality guide or a little mini class where we broke through, you know, broke through and broke down all the different things that's necessary in order to have a game winning resolution so that you were armed and ready to tackle your whole year so that you guaranteed that you'd get there. You guaranteed, you set yourself up for success and you did all that planning now. So what I love the most about the time between Christmas and the time between New Year's, that week, right, 25th to the 31st. I love it. I love that time because most of the things are, you know, people are still kind of, Going through the holidays, a lot of people take off times at work. Business is kind of slower, right? It allows people that, you know, they're they're spending more time with family. It allows a lot of time to be able to reflect. Reflect on what happened in this year and start dusting off and figuring out and planning what's going to happen next year. And... It's, I, I do the same thing every single year. Every single year I sit down and I figure out in all aspects of life, where is it that I want to be? Where is it that I want to be in, in this year? Where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in 10 years? And through all of that, it's funny because the, the thing that gives me the goosebumps the most is when I write something down, you know, like last year or two years ago and it's you know my in my one year or five year plan the weirdest thing happens like i i did have i can't remember if it was on my one or five years but i did have i i proclaimed it that i said amber and i are going to get our dream house we're going to get our our house that allows us to to fulfill our hobbies to um to just expand to grow to you know, become more sustainable to have all this stuff. And I was like, and I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. You could ask me what kind of house, what square footage, how much land, where do you want to be? All those other things. I had no clue, but I was like, I just know that this is something that we're going to go do. And without missing a beat, all of a sudden I turn around and I'm like, wait a second, we're over here looking at houses and we found a house and, and, and it went through. But it was, if it wasn't for the, the necessary planning, if, if it wasn't for the necessary intention setting, all those pieces plays into how well or how feasible your resolutions will turn into reality. That's why I called it the Resolution to Reality Guide because it's, it's the game-winning play that gets you consistent action. Every single time it's the thing that I've used to go from being kind of overweight, not necessarily in the best shape of my life to being in the best shape of my life to getting to uh, 6% body fat, getting, you know, my first thousand, getting to six figures, getting to happiness getting to my wife getting to you know our beautiful baby girl every single thing that that I've gone through and I've said this is my intention this is what I want to go after these are my resolutions these are where I want to go in life I use the same methods I use the same technique every single time and why because of it it works there's not a thing now after having such a track record that I I look at and I go there's not there's nothing on this planet that we can't achieve We just need to have the right game plan. We need to have the right game plan. We need to have the right people around us in order to go after and get it. And so I urge you, because I know that you have resolutions. I know that. Without even ever talking to you, I know that about you. Whether you've ever publicly said them or not, there are things deep in your brain that you've maybe only told yourself, maybe only once, you want a better life. You want more money, you want more freedom, you want more happiness, you want less sadness, you want less depression, you want that special significant other in your life, you want a better relationship with your parents, you want whatever that it is, more travel, right? Healthy, uh, losing weight. There's so many things that each of us desires. So I know, without ever talking to you, I know there's stuff inside you, I know there are. Now is just going to be the question of what is it that you're going to do this year that's going to set you apart? What are you going to do this year to become the 3% and maybe even grow that 3%? Because I, again, when I saw those statistics, I went, there's a real opportunity here to help people because everyone has them. Less people are starting to declare them because they know I even said them because in February, I'm not going to follow through with them anyway. But there's a lot of opportunity there to help people, to get them from that hoping, wishing, desiring to actual reality, going from that resolution of reality, the things that we want most in December 31st in the thing that we want January 1st. And we want it to be, you know, to make the whole year, to make it a better year. So with that, you know, we can we can kind of wrap stuff up, but I want to urge you in in. Ask you with an open mind, what are your resolutions for this year? What are your resolutions? What is your why for them? And if this is going to be your year, if this is going to be the year for your new identity, how open would you be to getting some help, getting some accountability, getting some guidance? Because that those are some of the best resources that I've ever been able to to lean on, which has helped me to get that consistent action every single time. And so if you are open to that, if that's something that as you go through and you're listening going, you're right, I do have things inside of me that that needs to be done, that nonprofit, that business, the relationship, the happiness, the spiritual, whatever that it might be, there are things on your plate that you want to get better in twenty twenty one reach out. Reach out to me on social media. Reach out to me via email. Uh, Reach out to me any ways that that you know how. Reach out, and we'll get you set up. We'll get you set up so that I'll share with you the same exact thing that I do every single year. I practice what I preach. I do this stuff. This is actually what got me into the self-help industry because I love doing resolutions so much that I I love setting resolutions so much and I love getting the results even more that I just became addicted to doing resolutions. Some people say, well, you just got to follow your heart and do what makes you happy. This makes me happy. Setting intentions and achieving them, setting new intentions and achieving them is is something that that lights me up. So let me share my passion with you. Let me help you get to the place where you want to get to. It may not be the same exact spot as me, but we can still use the same tools. We can still get you there. And so with that, take care. I hope you enjoyed uh, Christmas, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and get ready for the new year. I hope you use this time to prepare yourself for, you know, 2021 so we can make this the, the year that is the first year of your new identity. So with that, take care. Be safe and keep moving forward. Did you know that eight out of 10 men are living a life that they wish was better? I believe living an exceptional life means unlearning everything that we've been taught and dropping the shoulds immediately. Which is why I created a brand new ebook titled Coaching Secrets, How to Break Out of Ordinary and Live an Exceptional Life. I want to show you the mindsets, strategy, and tactics you need to live the life you were meant to be, so that you can step into the vision that you have for yourself, but maybe haven't taken action. And the best part about it, it's yours absolutely free. To get your copy, head on over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets, and you can start living that life right now.